everybody. Welcome back to Lipstick and Lightsabers. I am Shannon. And I'm Alex. And today we are at, back at you again with another issue of Andor Beat, issue number three, episodes six and seven. And oh my god, these were some episodes. Yeah, so we got the end of an arc and we got the beginning of an arc. <sighs> this next arc, like... I am feeling the vibe. Yeah, I think I'm gonna like. It's gonna be my favorite. I don't know. I, I, it, it's I'm a good vibe. It, it, it is a really good vibe so far. I will say so. Like the end of our era, the end of our arc with the rebels. I loved the ending. It was so good. I don't think I was breathing for the entire episode. It was so yeah, tense. It's really, really tense. And I rewatched it, and I still felt like so scared for them yeah. and there's one moment that like i've i've seen it i think three or four times now like through the episode and then the recap that just like chills my bones and i just like the sound we'll talk uh, about yeah, it later the I, the like, sound, I, i'm like yeah i know what you're talking about <laughs> <laughs> it's just yeah and that oh, i was so upset when that happened too because i was like no Oh, and I loved in episode seven, you see the aftermath of that. And like the tone is so different and which is really interesting. And you get to see the tone shift from like where you are in the world. Like Andor is such good TV. Like it's great Star Wars, but it's such good TV. Nobody is doing it like this right now. Yeah, it really is. Um it's up there, you know, with Rings of Power, like, as just plain old good TV. Well, let's talk about that. We got the Rings of Power finale. It was amazing. It was so good. <laughs> no spoilers, but um, some great reveals. Um, if you haven't watched Rings of Power, this is your time to do it. And if you're got- a Raylo, you should watch Rings of Power. Yeah, and then <laughs> we're going to have to wait, like, what, two years before season Yes. Two? Yeah, <laughs> which, like, again, like, I, I, I feel like the same way with Witcher. Like, I'm glad they aren't just, like, pumping it out. Yeah. Like, I want them to take Witcher. their time. I love Witcher. And um, speaking of Witcher, that prequel series is coming out soon. Yeah. Michelle Yao. It's going to be so good. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. And it'll be good to, like, tide us over until season three comes as well. Yeah. That wasn't the only finale we got. We also got the She-Hulk finale. Yeah, and that was amazing. <laughs> I, loved I loved the She-Hulk finale. Like, Chaos. that whole series, like, I I always kind of felt like, I mean, you know, the plot's meandering, whatever, but, like, that was the point. Like, it was a sitcom. And I love mm-hmm. that the culmination of her arc was, you know, really reaffirming that, like, this was her story and she's going to tell it the way she wants to tell yeah. it. Yeah. I can't stop thinking about the fact that, like, She-Hulk is just so chaotic and, like, we've been just having chaotic weeks with the run-up to Midnight's. <laughs> I just, like, feel like Taylor Swift probably loved She-Hulk if she was watching it. She-Hulk really is, like, the epitome of chaos. And, yes, like, this week with the run-up to Midnight's, like, I literally felt on Monday, because I, I have, like, a special 
um, timer for like notifications on my phone. So like when I'm at work, I really only get emails and then I'll check it like during lunch or whatever. So when I checked during lunch and I saw I had so many Twitter notifications, I was like, oh my gosh, what's happening? Something chaotic is happening. And I was literally that audio where it's like, it's not funny. I've got school. <laughs> like, <laughs> she just keeps doing things and it's like that happens the finales happen rick raritan decides that he's writing percy jackson the olympians number six like yeah can you imagine no i can't (laughs) no i i I honestly can't believe rick is writing another percy i'm shocked however like from learning about it so like it is percy jackson and the olympians it is return to the original trio which is like awesome i love it i'm here for it but it sounds kind of like his little novellas that he's written because he's written some that like star percy or annabeth or whoever and they're kind of like one-off adventures so it kind of sounds like a more refined version of one of those but like a longer version yeah like a longer version which i like like i i'm excited to see this time period for percy and it's right before trials of apollo or everything you know gets traumatic again (laughs) yeah and he's a senior they're seniors in high school right Oh, what a good Percy era. <laughs> what a good Percy era. Part of me is sad, though, because I wanted to read Percy, like, at New Rome University. Maybe we're but, getting like, there. I would love to get there. I, I would like, love Maybe to get that's there. where we're headed. I, maybe there'll be another one, another book the year after. Maybe Percy Jackson, gonna... but make it YA. What? Yeah. <laughs> like, imagine he does, like, a little YA trilogy or something. I would be into that. Like, part of me is like, no, Percy has suffered enough. But then another part of me is like, but <laughs> but I want to see him suffer some more. <laughs> Before we get more into books, because we have a ton of books for the news, um, I am finally watching House of the Dragon. Yeah. I'm all caught up. And you're enjoying I, it. I'm, wow. It's yeah. so good. Like, listen. I mean, I knew I, you would enjoy it. I will, of course. Like, <laughs> if you say I'm going to like it, like, I know I'm going to like it. Um, listen, I I apologize to anybody who's not going to like this statement, but I am an Alicent stan. I, I love and her. I, you know I respect you for it because I, I think that I sympathize with her a lot more than the average Joe. Um, people like really really hate Allison people really hate her Yeah. my argument is that she is just you know she's been dealt this deal and And she's she's just doing her best with what was given to her and I think in the last episode, um, she had a conversation with another character that basically said, like, she is a slave to the men around her. And I mm-hmm. think no truer yeah. words have been spoken. The, the writers really understand her, like, yeah. very deeply, especially after that conversation that happened last episode. Um, and I never expected this from Game of Thrones, especially no. for a female character, because, like, this is what we wanted for Cersei Lannister, right? Yes. Like, th- th- this is what we wanted for that character, and we didn't get it, and I think we are getting it with Allison. And, like, I... They're, they're telling a beautiful story uh, about two women who were best friends and mm-hmm. had a falling out. Like, that. that is what the House of Dragon is about. Um, it, it's literally about these two women having that falling out, like, more so than anything. And, like, listen, I know it's a prequel. I know where we're going. I know it's going to be tragic, but like, 
I want so badly for the show to end with them reconciling. Oh, I, just, I don't sure. think it's ever going to happen. <laughs> Which um, is so sad. But yeah, I want to heal. We're, we're um, by the time this comes out, the finale would have dropped. Yes. Um, yeah, we're recording in advance. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really excited for the finale. I think it's going to be good. It's going to be dramatic. 100%. So, mm-hmm. how do you feel about Sir Kristen Cole? Tell us. Oh my God, uh, he is a fugly slut. Do not trust him. Like, <laughs> I'm oh sure. My God. Like, I'm sure. Before you started watching, you saw the memes and understood that you were gonna hate him. But do you hate him a lot more than you even understood through memes. Like, so like <laughs> I knew what was gonna happen. And when it all started out, I was like, okay, I understand why people started out liking him because, like, oh, he's, yeah. he's cute, he's charming. Like, that scene with him and Rhaenyra is, like, so good. So when that scene happened where he's like, you want me to be your whore, you know, it was just <laughs> so, like, boo-hoo, cry me a river. And, yeah, like, he's just so butthurt and... It really struck me because he calls um, Rhaenyra something that, like, I'm not going to repeat on this podcast. But in the latest episode that we've gotten, so, like, in, what is it, episode eight um, or nine? Nine. What are we on? Nine. Yeah. yeah, episode nine. They're, like, about to go into this brothel. And he says something like, all women are made in the mother's image or something about, like, not saying slanders to women. And I'm like, excuse me. I know. Did the writers <laughs> just, like, forget who he is. <laughs> I think he just doesn't have a moral compass. He just says whatever. So, like, he moved on to Alicent, and now, like, this is what he's saying. But if Alicent did him dirty, he would turn around and be like, yeah, she sucks too. <laughs> like, Yeah. I mean, this guy is think, insane. Yeah, yeah. He's, and apparently he's the only actor in all ten episodes. <laughs> so funny. Like, I mean, him and Matt Smith, but Matt Smith wasn't in this episode at all. Yeah. So, it's <laughs> I wish he would just die. <laughs> and isn't it weird to be, like, it's sort of like being back on the Tumblr days of Matt Smith. Like, just the internet thirsting <laughs> for Matt Smith all over again. The, the cycle of now, like, new people discovering Matt Smith, it's like... You know, I feel like I'm I'm back in the trenches of the war from when he was on <laughs> Doctor Who. <laughs> I never watched Doctor Who, but um, I was oh, well he aware was... of of oh, the man. cultural impact he had back then. He like, had I'm a well cultural impact. Like <laughs> I always knew, like it was Doctors, like ten and eleven. That's what everybody loved. But at that point, Matt Smith seasons were still coming out, so like David Tennant was still like everybody's favorite doctor okay because of him and rose and like all of that and like out of the two of them i really like david Tennant's doctor Mm -hmm. um however matt smith is so good in doctor who because he's so like charismatic right he's no well like yes but he's weird it's because he's weird. <laughs> like, the thing about He's not Doc- like other girls. He's not like other girls. He's a weirdo. Have you ever seen me without the stupid hat? Because, um, like, the thing about the doctor is, like, 
he can blend in, but he also kind of is bad at, like, being a human. And, like, Matt Smith just does that, like, perfectly. Yeah, because he, it's, like, isn't conventionally, like, attractive, you mean? I mean, yeah, but, like, the way he moves, the way he talks, <laughs> the way he would, like, deliver his lines, like... The regenerations are always hilarious, but, like, when he first regenerates as Matt Smith, I, I swear to God, it's like a, a toddler being let loose into, like, Disney World to be able to do whatever the heck they want. Like, absolutely chaotic <laughs> energy is the 11th Doctor. <laughs> so, of course, that means that nobody liked the 12th Doctor because he was a grumpy old man. But I liked Peter Capaldi Doctor. I think he was great. <laughs> His writing just wasn't good, so... Anyway, that's my Doctor Who rant for right now. <laughs> like, if you were to, uh, just question, if you were to start with a Doctor, would you start with David Tennant? Like, is that where you started? <sighs> so, like, unfortunately, you can't start with David Tennant. Because oh. you're halfway through Rose, and you kind of have to start with where Rose starts if you want to watch David Tennant at all. Oh. So, like, <laughs> if you want to watch David Tennant, you have to muscle through one season of Christopher Eccleston as the Ninth Doctor. Okay, and it's so hit the, la- the last season of the Ninth Doctor. No, he only has one season. Oh, the one, the one season. The one okay. season. It, it, it's hard. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> like, he's fine, but like, it's, it's not... It, you're gonna watch it and you're gonna be like, why? What am I doing? What's oh, going no. on? But like, that's when Rose is introduced and like, her and the Tenth Doctor have, oh my God! You want to talk about a Raylo ending? Like what? it's good. Like it, 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 I'm talking like separated in multi dimensions sadness type of good. Like David Tennant is like this tragic romantic hero as a Doctor, and okay. like. You, you have watch. to have you have to have that quintessential Rose arc. I don't like Rose. I know controversial, um, but you have to have that quintessential Rose arc for to like really understand the Tenth Doctor. But then he gets Martha and he gets Donna and like she's super cool. And then you get into Matt Smith and his first companion is Karen Gillian. Yes, I did know that. Yeah, um, my favorite companion, which again really controversial, is Clara Oswald, who is, um, you'd know her if you saw her, but I love her. She's she's fun. So And okay. she her beginning is really, really cool. And she starts with Matt Smith. So, it, listen, if you can make it through <laughs> the beginning <laughs> with these stupid, oh my god, what's the first thing they fight? They fight these, like, bug aliens, and they know which ones are the bug aliens because they fart, and it smells like bad breath. Oh, my God. I'm trying to figure out where I can watch this. It used to be on Netflix. I don't know if it is anymore. Yeah, I'll figure it out, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I should get back on my Doctor Who. I I fell off after Peter Capaldi regenerated. Well, we're also going to get the actor from Sex Education playing the next Mm -hmm. Doctor, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, So he'll be the... But yeah, I don't know. I'm just kind of feeling it because I feel like I'm entering a Matt Smith era of some sort. Um, I mean, like, if you purely want to see Matt Smith as a doctor, like, listen, his season is an entry point. Okay. Like, it it, it is because it's it's new companions. It's, you know, new storytelling. 
nothing carries over from David Tennant yeah. except for the fact that David Tennant was just like so good, you know. Or or I just watched Morbius. <laughs> you see the dance, the crab dance. Yeah, the crab dance. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's move into some news. So, of course, we recorded early last time. And naturally, they were dropped all the snooze right after we recorded out of New York City Comic Con. So, of course, this time, since we're recording early, I wonder what news we'll get this weekend. I mean, it's going to be a Taylor Swift weekend, so we're going to be crying Um, and throwing up anyway. So (laughs) we will be incapacitated. But we got all the new releases, all of the covers and authors and everything for Phase 2 of The High Republic. So as of right now... As of recording this, we've only gotten Path of Deceit. Once this comes out, we will also have gotten Quest for the Hidden City because it comes out on the 22nd. And I am 100 pages from the end of Quest for the Hidden City. And I don't like it as much as Path of Deceit, but that was always going to be the case. Unfortunately, Mm -hmm. Path of Deceit is just such a banger. (laughs) Nothing compares. Like, Alex, it's killing me. you got to read this book. I know. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. i got to sit down and read it. I, like, so I had COVID, guys, and I actually thought I was, like, oh, maybe I can, like, read. No, And, like, can't. I couldn't look at anything. Like, I, Mm-mm. no, it wasn't going to happen. Yeah. Um, no, that's, that's not a fun time. So, yeah. Um, but I will say the hottest thing to come out of this New York Comic Con announcement is the cataclysm cover mm-hmm. he's um, the, the 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 prince or the the son of the chancellor or something yes. he's ooh, so he's got can a we cape. talk about how he's holding her lightsaber i mean he's got her lightsaber in one hand and a blaster in the other so this is the sequel to catalyst which hasn't come out yet which will be by zareta cordova This one's going to be by Lydia King, which we looked her up. She's written some pretty cool stuff. So Mm -hmm. I am looking forward to this. This cover is beautiful. He just looks so bratty. He does. Well, I think that's, like, confirmed. Oh, yeah, that he is bratty. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, It's giving satellites. Um, It is giving – well, it it literally is Jedi bodyguard. Yeah. Um, So satellites – is a is a Raylo fic that we both really like, um, mm-hmm. and it's, it never got finished. <laughs> it never it never got finished. Um, it uh, yeah. So it basically was a story if Anakin never fell to the dark side. Um, what would happen if you know he continued to be a Jedi and then eventually Ray is Obi Wan's apprentice. And then Ray has been is given the mission to be Ben's bodyguard, a la like Attack of the Clones, because mm-hmm. he's amazing. now become a senator for Naboo. Yes, and they they um, go to the Padme's lake house. Still alive, Padme's mm-hmm. in it. Like oh, it's, so, it's good. so good. Like I just think about satellites sometimes, especially when I listen to Harry Styles satellites. <laughs> Yeah, um, and so this is what it's giving. It's giving satellites. <laughs> which I'm so here for. Like, 
everything so far in higher public like the the new phase talks a lot about the war that's happening on these two planets and that's the focal point of catalyst and cataclysm so i'm very much looking forward to that um and this new wave so for we're in phase two wave one right now the next wave will be in the spring um the next so that's our adult novel and then mm-hmm. we got our middle grade, which will be Quest for Planet X, and Batu is going to be in it, and it's by Tessa Gratton, who co-wrote Path of Deceit. So I am looking. Will it be my favorite? I don't know, but I am looking. So that's good. Calf. Kevin Scott. What is Kevin Scott writing, Alex? Path of Vengeance. <laughs> the sequel Which to Path of Deceit. Which is the sequel to Path of Deceit. Um, we love Cav in this house. <laughs> so, like, as somebody who hasn't read the book yet, how does this cover make you feel? Anxious. As somebody who has read the book, this cover makes me want to light myself on fire. It is so good. Like, oh, man, the last third of Path of Deceit, you're getting, like, all these revelations and things are happening. And it's like, oh, my God. Like, I was screaming about it with Caitlin. And then we got this cover and I just I lost my mind. Like, we've got um, our main girl, Marta Rowe, on the cover We've got two new Jedi. We've got these shadow creatures along the edges. And then we've got the symbol for the Nile on the ground. Like. I'm so excited. Kevin Scott, like, I am ready for him to deliver. If this is anything like, um, what was it? I was going to say Empire of Storms. That's not what it is. <laughs> what did he write? Um... What you mean the, mid- the middle book in the in the trilogy? The Rising Storm. The yes. Rising Storm. Yes. If this is anything like the Rising Storm, but YA, we're gonna die. Okay. <laughs> okay. <Ready. laughs> no, I don't think so. Um, so we got a bunch of um, illustrations for some of the comics, some fun stuff like that. Um, we did get confirmation. Well, we still don't know what happened to Buriaga. Yeah, this drawing of Buriaga is so cute. It is so cute. So he is still getting um, a children's book, this time by Charles Soule. Wait, him and his daughter are doing it. I know. Isn't that cute? Yeah. That's really cute. I'm glad for that. Um, And then we got the cover and then a description for Claudia Gray's project, which is Quest of the Jedi, and it's a 30-page one-shot comic that Dark Horse is doing. Yeah, it's beautiful. I don't know like, anything else wave. about this. I know. Like, I- I'm very interested. I-, I don't know what's going on. I think they mentioned when this takes place. Something something that we got takes place, like, days after um, The Fallen Star, which is weird for Phase 2 because we're you know, so far in the past, but something does take place like days Mm -hmm. after. 
Uh, we got confirmation that the Edge of Balance is continuing. This will be Daniel Jose Older again. He also wrote um, Volume 2 of Edge of Balance. And then I think the biggest thing is this High Republic young adult anthology by literally every author who has literally so yes. far. We got Zareda Cordova. We got Tessa Gradin. We got Claudia Gray, Justina Ireland, like everyone, everyone. Five women and four men. Yeah. Which is awesome. And there's so much diversity here, too. Mm-hmm. Like High Republic just killing it and i think like these stories they said are taking place scattered all across every phase even phase three yeah (laughs) so that's gonna be a big one and this is gonna be in the summer of next year so it looks like it's gonna be like capping off that second wave maybe or maybe the last Mm. wave who knows Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm into it. I'm excited. So are we ready to talk about Andor? We are. Ooh, our messy little boy. Our messy slutty little boy. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought that in 2022, October 2022, we would get so many like fictional boyfriends and two of them uh, three of them would be confirmed to just be absolute sluts, absolute <laughs> man whores. Um, all of them. I, well, all of like, them except honestly, one of them we didn't really know about. Honestly, we are very blessed with the fictional men this October. This October. Feel, feel, like, feeling blessed. <laughs> uh, feeling blessed in this Chili's tonight. Like, I just, like, <laughs> I'm excited for Midnight's this week because, like, what songs could be about our October men? The edits are going to be so good. Everyone's saying, you know, like, the timing of Midnight's and the um, House House of the Dragon Dragon. finale being the same weekend. The edits are going to be crazy. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Are you going to stay up and listen to everything Friday morning? (laughs) Probably. I mean, the album is 44 minutes. Which isn't that bad. So that's like me being asleep before one, hopefully. So I think I will do it. I'll just risk it all. Like, whatever. It's one day. I mean, I'll probably do my normal, which is what I do for Andor. Like, I wake up before my alarm and just watch or I'll listen with my um, notifications off. Um, (laughs) And the music video and like the music video for Antihero is at 8 a.m. Mm hmm. And then yeah. there's also going to be that surprise at 3 a.m. Which we're all thinking, well, I mean, there's really no point in speculating because by the time this comes out, yeah, like, we'll, we'll know. know. Yeah, so. but it'll be funny. It'll be funny for listeners to hear us like, well, I mean, there's going to be, so tomorrow, which is Thursday, there's going to be um, Thursday Night Football. And she says that there's going to be a trailer during the third quarter. Um, so a lot of people think that that trailer is for some sort of film and that's going to be the 3 a.m drop i mean but she said it was chaotic so i feel like she's not gonna show a trailer for it so like that trailer has to be like for something else 
I feel. It's weird, though, that they haven't, like, explicitly said, like, this is the trailer for the anti-hero music video. Like, they have not said that. Yeah. It could be the... So this is kind of what I think is going to happen. I kind of think that during football, it's going to be a tour announcement, and then the 3 a.m. chaotic surprise is the documentary. Oh, like a trailer for tour? Like I like an announcement, like officially. Yeah. And so, it, I mean, I guess they a, would show something. Yeah, it is official that it's some sort of trailer during football. Yeah, so, like, it, it could be that they, like, yeah. piece something together, like a trailer for the tour, her manifest yeah. tour. Midnight's Manifest Tour. Midnight's Manifest. I'm like, I'm like on edge thinking about how like everything's gonna start happening tomorrow night. Like, I like, uh, (laughs) it's not funny. I've got school. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, our messy little boy. So episode six, it's called The Eye, and it is the end of our arc on Aldani. So it's called the eye, which like, what do you think about that? Like it being called the eye. So there's a couple of different interpretations. So like with this one, literally, it is the festival that they're using as their cover for this big heist. Um, which skipping ahead a little bit, visually, so good. Mm-hmm. This is like a huge meteor shower. Like it was beautifully done. Yeah, it looks like Northern Lights. Like that's what it reminded me. It of. was amazing. I loved that so much. Um, the eye also makes me think of like you're under the eye of the Empire. You could even throw in some Handmaid's Tale where they talk about oh, under the eye. That's a good one. Um, I didn't even think about the Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, it, it's giving some, like, big brother, like, always watching. Yeah. It's giving eye of a hurricane where That's it's, like, the I calm before the storm. That's what I right to is, like, the eye of the storm. Yeah, I, I think there's lots of things. Because, I mean, judging from, like, the aftermath of this episode, like, I do think this is the start of something. Mm-hmm. So, like, it is kind of, like, the calm before the storm. Ooh. I loved seeing the culture on this planet. So, like, you know, there, there is this big festival. And the fact that the Empire literally built, like, on their sacred grounds. And these people have to, like, trudge all the way up here and deal with the Empire. There's so much ceremony around it that they both, like, can't stand. Was so good. Like... Just seeing these people, like, speaking in their native language, the Empire doesn't understand them at all, telling them how much they hate this, how much it's stupid, like, we shouldn't have to do this for you guys, like, you shouldn't even be here, and the Empire just, like, not understanding any of it. It it was so pointed. Yeah, I I did write down, like, you know, the culture as one of the points I wrote down, and it's... The world building is so deep in this show. Um, the culture of these Aldani people, like, feels so grounded in reality. It just, like, it felt so real to me. And, like, clearly they put all in, in a lot of research of, like, um, you know, real cultures that are similar to this and pulling things that they thought were interesting. Because this was, like, one of the, honestly, one of the coolest things they've done to enrich, like, a planet, you know? Yeah, and you're right that it feels so realistic and, like, it, it's given so much, like, weight and gravity. Whereas, like, you know, we've seen, like, 
festivals and like spiritual gatherings in Star Wars before, but they've never felt so like they're typically serious. not human. They're also no, t- they're not human. They're usually yeah. they're usually aliens. Um, so I think that's also the thing that makes it feel more real is that they are humans. Mm-hmm. It also kind of felt like um, so. I think it was like 2017 we had the eclipse and um, where I live like we were in the path of like totality and the anticipation surrounding like the eye happening really reminded me of that yeah like it felt really realistic especially with the um, imperial officers how like they were all wanting to see it too and like hoping that they would get to like go out and see it and like all that like those are conversations we had because like I was working that day and like it really humanized the empire as well. Like, like it, the experience it is, of nature. Of, yeah, like, they just want to experience like, a big this thing. Event. Yeah, yeah. It was well, so it cool. It reminds you that these some of these people are just people with jobs. Yeah, they putting, just work there. Yeah, because like it is a big political machine, but the, it there's also just like people that just they're stationed there. They're working. They don't really believe in it, but that's where they are. And I liked yeah. seeing that a lot. It, it kind of gave me Lost Stars vibes, you know, when they're just kind of like chilling on the Death Star. Yeah. It's kind of like that, you know. <laughs> so should we talk about the space lesbians? Yeah. So they're like, I mean, I I felt like this episode really confirmed that they're a couple. Mm-hmm. They had a really nice moment um, right before they knew that they're going to split up that one that um, Sinto was going to go one way. And Val was going to go the other way. And they just, like, had this, like, really emotional moment. Like, you have to be okay kind of thing. Like, really caring about each other. It was nice. It was so It was nice. very nice. It, and then yeah. I was anxious because we talked about character deaths last We did time. talk about character and I, deaths. And, like, we both agreed we're, like, Santa's going to die. Like, <laughs> if anyone's going to die here, she's, you know, the healer, like, she was going to be the one to, to to be lost because she was, like, the, like, pure soul, the, like, healing person in the group. The But, spoilers, she did not die. She did not die. She was left behind, which yeah. I do think was part of the plan just from what they've been saying. But there is still some anxiety about, like, you know, is I she okay? I need to know how she, she gets off. Like, I... I... There's a story I want. Like, okay, so, like, let's let's talk about, like, who lives and who dies. So, only – so, like, obviously Cassian lives. And then Cinta mm-hmm. and Vel. That's it. Everybody yes, else died. We, we should talk a little bit about um, people who did survive a little bit longer, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, so, off the bat, we have um, – oh, my gosh. I didn't write down their names. We had their names written down last week. I, I remember them. So the okay. first the first one, oh, he is the one that I can't ever remember though. He we found out that he was a he was a former stormtrooper. And so the fact that he broke free of being a stormtrooper only to come back and infiltrate them and die in the imperial uniform again was like very pointed. Um mm-hmm. Lieutenant Gorn also died. Um you know, his cover was blown. Um, he didn't make it off. There was a firefight type of thing. Yes. Um, and he did say, you know, cover me. Right before he, he died, he was like, cover me. And 
then he died. So I guess he didn't get covered. Yeah. Like, this was so tense. Like, the the lead up to them, like, actually infiltrating the space was, like, so incredibly tense. And, like, they're in there. They're going for it. And, like, you feel that it is taking too long. And that feeling is so like i love that they were able to like let us the feel anxiety like, in your gut like yeah like it's taking too long and it was because somebody figured out like hey something's not right and they go down there and check and that's when everything goes wrong and they kind of have to get out of the air and get everybody on board and because of that takeoff nemic is crushed oh my god <sighs> I like I can't unhear the noise of him being crunched. I know. I was so like that was something that I or I, I remember saying last time, like if it's not Senta, like it could be Nemec because he yes. is so young. And it, it does make sense, but I'm so sad. Like baby boy. <sighs> Cause yeah. he at first he's like kind of okay. Like he can't feel his legs, and I'm like, oh my god, like he's paralyzed. But like he I was still like, there's gets no them out way. Of there. There's no internal bleeding. Like he <laughs> like they. <laughs> I, I don't know. know. Bakta's amazing, right? Like true. So I'm I'm like okay. He made it out of there. They talked about how like there was a doctor in the contingency, so like they do go to him, and but he doesn't. But what's interesting make it. about it is that Vel is the one second like questioning if they should go to the doctor or not well i think the reason skeen wanted to go was because he was gonna double cross and he the wanted opportunity to, to it was the opportunity because it is it it was something i noticed on my second watch and i was like whoa skeen seems like he actually cares about nemic and then i'll then next thing we know he turns on everyone so i found that interesting yeah that he's gonna go to this planet just to kill nemec anyways probably yeah i i think he was just in it for the opportunity i think because their plan when he's like out there talking to cassian is just to like leave while the other two were still inside so like if nemec lived awesome if he didn't, whatever, yeah. they were going to be gone either way but is what also, I think. But he didn't know that that's what was going to happen, right? So, like, I think that there was always the possibility that he would have killed everyone to get away. Oh, I, I agree with that. I 100% agree with that. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you know, Val is second-guessing it because everything, you know, things are kind of not happening the way that they should. Like, they are, but they're also, you know, kind of off and they're losing people. So, like, obviously she's anxious and she knew he was going to die because of his injuries. And, and he does, which is, you know, really, really sad. Um, <laughs> Nimic wanted Cassian to have his manifesto. And, and, and Cassian was like, no. And, no, and Bella was it. like, you have to take it. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's going to come back around. He's going to read the manifesto. Yeah, like, in prison. In prison. <laughs> Um, wait, before we move on, I just want to talk about the doctor. Like, oh, quad pop? What did it, yeah, what did he, how did he make you feel? Well, at first, I thought he was supposed to be, like, Maz, but then... Oh, like, he that's was, CC's. Well, yeah, because, mm. like, the face was similar, but then he had those mm. arms, which reminded me of that monkey guy pilot from Solo, who... Oh, John Favreau's character. Was that John 
Yeah. <laughs> that was tough, bro. Now I can hear it. Um, yeah, so we had the forearms, and I was like, what? So yes. I don't know. But I do think it's funny that it was like, woo, forearms, just, what like, do we name him? Quad paw. Honestly, like, I couldn't, especially the second time around, I couldn't stop thinking about the fact that he had his, like, arms, like, inside Nemec, and he didn't have gloves on. I, like, couldn't, like, stop thinking about it. So even if he had lived, he would have gotten an infection? Yeah, like, I was, I was honestly pretty concerned. I'm like, you're knuckles deep in his abdomen and you don't have, you don't have gloves on. (laughs) (laughs) On any of his hands, like, all four, no gloves. All all four, no gloves. (laughs) Gonna get his doctor's license revoked. I do want to talk for a second about Skeen's betrayal because we talked about in the last episode how Skeen was a foil for Cassian because Skeen was like in this thing that's bigger than himself. Like, was he in it for revenge? Yes. But he had that similar story about like losing a sibling and all of this. So it was like, okay, Cassian's like believing in something because of Skeen. And then what happens Skeen, it turns out, was lying the entire time and was just in it for the money. And Cassian's reaction was so good because Cassian's like honestly betrayed. He yeah. he could have also been like, yeah, I'm only in it for the money too. Let's go. But he wasn't like he actually kills Skeen because he's like, this guy sucks. So yeah. he killed his foil, which is very interesting. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I guess he, the other thing with Cassian is maybe he assumed that it would be more dangerous to have, um, you know, Val and potentially, like, people that she works with after him, which we kind of see yeah. that happen anyways um, in episode I, seven. I kind of feel like... Because he had two options. Like, he could have gotten more money by going with Skeen, or he could let the Rebellion take the money and just take his regular cut, and that's what he did. So I'm wondering if, like, this is him kind of starting to see, like, they just fought for this, and they're fighting for something bigger. Like, they need to have it. Like, obviously, it's not 100% because he still takes his cut and he's like, I'm leaving. <laughs> and he leaves. Yeah. Um, and he goes on vacation, <laughs> which we'll talk about. <laughs> um, but I, I do think that that is one of, like, his first steps in, you know, seeing something bigger than himself. So coming out of episode six, obviously, very concerned. Cinta and Vel, I need to – I they need to get back together. Um that tension, mm, so good. Chef's kiss. Uh, that reunion's gonna be so good. Chef's kiss. Like, wow. Uh, going into episode seven. Announcement. Yeah, interesting title. Interesting title. This episode was like so good. Oh, <laughs> I feel like we say this I about know. every episode, but like I, it was so good. I, like, you know, episode six was kind of missing Cyril for me. Yes, it was. So this this helps <laughs> every time he has a scene i'm like because i watch on my phone because i'm like in bed so i'm like clutching my phone like giggling like kicking my feet <laughs> like anything he does and like literally he's having the worst time but he's just i love him 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Where where should we start with this episode? Because like this is the first time where we've seen like the entire cast. We're back on Ferrix. So we true. still see our folks from Aldani. We see our folks on Coruscant. Like there's so much mm-hmm. happening. This episode is connected to both arcs, which is what I love most about it. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that I expected episode six to just kind of be like a clean cut from everyone else because that's the way it is in Clone Wars most of the time. Like True. An arc is done. with episode three because we moved on. We didn't go back to anybody after episode three. I was kind of expecting it to be just like, they're like little novellas, right, about Cassian. But... This is actually tying it all together, which I love. It's so good. <laughs> I, I'm kind of thinking, so it's 12 episodes, right? So, like, this will take us to episode 9, which is insane to think about, right? Because then we'll only have one more arc left. So I'm wondering if this arc is going to kind of be, like, I think this episode was, like, a transition. Because I think this arc is about him meeting up with... A very famous character, which we'll get to in a minute. Um, and then I think episodes eight and nine are probably going to be pushing into our final arc. Yes. So I kind of think we're in like a transitionary time. We are in time. the second half of the season. Yeah. We're entering our second act. Yes. Which is insane. Very, so much to think about. So should we start, should we just start with Cyril? Since he's our boy. Yeah, I think that was, like, the first thing that was kind of happening, so. His interview outfit, Alex. Yeah, his, okay. So, Cyril's mother has arranged for him to be interviewed um, by a family friend, doing them a, a favor to get Cyril a job, and he comes out in his little outfit, and his mom berates him. She hates tells, tells him, like, what are you wearing, like, why are you wearing that collar? Like, she really attacked the collar. And I was like, uh-uh, he looks like a little fashionista queen. Like, no. No, but, like, did you catch, like, she tells him, like, what's going on with your collar? And he's like, I had it tailored. I love when he, <laughs> that's, like, his thing. I had it tailored. Um, and she's like, it It looks like you're, like, self-important or you're, you know, hiding your true feeling, or I can't remember exactly what she says, but right after that, it cuts to um, Deidre and the Imperial outfit, which is the same cut, Yeah, which was very interesting. I liked that a lot. Um, but yeah, Cyril in his brown suit, you know, dressing to impress. I love, um, I think it was Kirsty, Yeah, Kirsty, who said... Um, Surely there's some kind of design school he could be <laughs> I know. Like he could be on like uh what's the what's the Project show Runway? on Amazon? Making yeah, a cut Project making the cut making the cut. He would Space make the cut Tim Gunn. Like Oh my gosh. Him and Heidi Klum, like My wow. faves. <laughs> what a power I couple. Love, I love them. Um, um but he his yeah. interview this job is literally for a desk job, and they've got, like, hundreds of thousands of cubicles just pushing papers, it's doing so nothing. It's and so Cyril, sad. And Cyril, like, even says, because, like, it's brought up, you know, like, he was dismissed, blah, 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 and, like, he obviously is very defensive, and he's like, 
I'm going to find the person who did this. And, like, I'm going to get this Clear expunged my off my record. Yeah. Yes. Like, he, he, it gives, it gives, like, um, you know, a student, it gives mm-hmm. overachiever, it gives, mm-hmm. like, does not accept, um, failure. He needs therapy to work it's on giving, his perfectionism. Um, gifted first child now hitting a midlife crisis, realizing that they are just mediocre Ordinary. and compared to everybody yeah. else. Like, like we said, like this guy's a Virgo. He's type A. Like I, I think, you know, he's doing what he has to. Like he, he's going to get this job. He doesn't want it, but, like, he has to. Like, he he's a millennial. What can we say? He's forced back to live at home. He's having to get a job that he doesn't want. And you know that he's going to do this job, and it's going to be, like, the beginning of The Incredibles, where Mr. Incredible is having to work at an insurance office. Like, so that's what this is going to be. we're comparing him to Mr. Incredible now? <laughs> How did we get here? <laughs> or is he more like Edna Mode? Like, mood-wise, though, he's depressed. Yes. <laughs> he's depressed like Mr. Incredible working at the insurance office. Yes. Like, I would not be surprised if we get a scene of him helping some client with some kind of stupid, like, paper-pushing thing. And he's just, like, <laughs> hating every minute of it. A la yeah. the Incredibles. <laughs> <laughs> I can see it happening. You know what else this reminded me of? Um, it reminded me of Loki, like the library yeah. thing where they're like doing oh the my research. Gosh. It did I mean, remind like, me of that. It's the architecture. I think it's like a it beautiful is. space. Gosh, I um, love being. I love Coruscant in this. I love being on Coruscant in this show. It's so good. The mundane the, Coruscant. The it's mundane the Coruscant. We see the <laughs> airport again. Yeah. Or is it an airport or is it like a subway? Yeah. Somebody said it was a train station. So like it maybe like it is a subway. subway to me. Yeah. yeah. Like it gave like a, a everyday commuter vibes, not so much it, like it, airport. It, you're right. Like it, it's giving less O'Hare Airport and more Grand Central Station. <laughs> Is what's happening here. Um, so that's where Cyril is. We see this person, and like I think we're supposed to be thinking that this is the person that Mon Mothma was talking about meeting with. Because like at the beginning of this episode, Mon Mothma is saying that she's gonna meet with somebody, which we turns out to be somebody else. But this woman, like, man, I loved every scene of her just walking. <laughs> Walking through the subway, like she's just walking. She looked so cool with her little um, hood. Um, Yeah, she was power walking. She looked great doing it. Um, Were you also completely shocked when she was meeting Vel? Yes, and Vel, like I didn't realize it was Vel at first because Vel was like glammed up. Man, her hair. Like wow, she finally she had a shower for the first time in like three years. I was gonna say like she had like last literally last episode she has like braids in her hair. She you know is 
wearing very, I guess, like, local type of clothing. So to see her, like, like, literally, like, glammed up, not even just shower, just, like, like, totally opposite kind of thing. It was, it was so weird. It was very weird. mm -hmm. And the other thing is, like, Star Wars, everyone always points out, like, Star Wars... Um, when it came into the scene, it was sci-fi, but it was dirty, like, mm-hmm. compared to other stuff, and that what that's what differentiated it. And so, like, now we're seeing it be clean. Like, you, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Like, it, it's, it's not that it's giving Star Trek, but, like, Star Trek has that vibes where it's, like, very clean, like, in space, yeah. whereas Star Wars was the opposite of that. And so I, I like exploring this different class structure and Coruscant like once again is such a great place for it because not only is it like really high class but it depends on what level you're on so to me like it's really obvious that Cyril is like at that lower level he's in like that more mid to lower class area Mm -hmm. versus these people who are on the surface like Coruscant is such a good Definitely, because, I mean, his mom lives in, like, an apartment building rather than a house. And I I also feel like the houses on Coruscant are probably still, like, attached houses for the most part. Oh, yeah. There's still, like, towers and stuff, but, like, hers is giving more, like, like public, you know, living, like, shared, Mm -hmm. like, that shared living situation, whereas, like, Mon Mothma's is, like, very clearly, like, a private set of, like, suites type of thing, you know? Penthouse. A penthouse type of situation, absolutely. Um, This is also the scene where we find out that Cassian is a loose end to the rebellion, so Vel is tasked to tie up that loose end. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> um like, was not expecting this. Like this is what I was saying not. about like the episode 6 story continuing into this arc. So basically like he has a hit on him now. Like on top of the one that he already had. He has like several hits on him. <laughs> like I kind of feel like something we're going to culminate somehow in you know, the Empire's after him, Cyril is after him, Vel is after him, like, you know, he Ferex, is the most wanted. Barracks is after him, like, we, yeah. later on in this episode, we're told that, like, the people of Ferricks blame him for what happened, so they would just turn him in. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he is literally the most hated slash wanted man in the galaxy right now. Wow. Yeah. And, like... Can can we just talk about like Cassian returning home? I yeah, wasn't I was expecting, not expecting that. this. No, no, and seeing Marva again, and seeing B two. B two. Oh, I love him so much. So like you know he got his big cut of money, and like his plan is for him and Marva to leave and go somewhere better. Oh my god, when he called her mom, I Ooh. lost it. Oh my god, like. I wasn't expecting that, especially because, like, he wasn't, like, he was young, but he wasn't, like, super young when she found him. But, like, he was giving baby boy in that scene. Giving baby boy. And then he flips it 180 and gives you, like, yeah. gives you a whore. Mama's boy. <laughs> like, and ugh, 
she, it, as it turns out, is incredibly inspired by that heist because it's all over the news. So now she wants to stay and, like, be part of the rebellion because she's old Locally. now. Yeah. Yeah. Like, how, like, inspiring is that? To see, you know, someone making a difference and being like, no, I can make a difference locally in my local community like in it's my such local a, community like, i'm gonna story. Sh- i'm gonna shop local <laughs> like yeah though it's just that was it's so like good you know the- <sighs> it's like kind of like a real story of seeing something big happen politically across the country and then being like you know like i could help the cause mm-hmm. here in my, in my town. own way yeah, yeah. Because at first, when she said the rebellion, I'm like, oh, my God, has she been part of the rebellion this whole time? But it's not. It's just that she's so inspired. Like, she doesn't want to run. She wants to fight. She's tired of being afraid. We finally find out what happened to Clem. That was so insane. The fact that he was trying to break up a fight and these stormtroopers were walking by and the stormtroopers just killed all of them and then left them hanging on the street. And Marva says she, she, like avoids that part of town like she walks around it because she can't stand to be there but now that she feels emboldened by the rebellion she walked through that street with Mm -hmm. her head high that was uh that it was so good like oh man i love that so much and like cassian does not understand like she she's saying like please tell me you understand like he doesn't understand he's not quite there yet He's not there yet, which it's so bizarre, too, because, you know, he was part of that. Like, he did that. And mm-hmm. he still doesn't understand yet. Um, and, of course, you know, he goes – we get to see Bix again. Bix is not happy to see him. Oh, no. She's like, leave. Like, get out. You need to get out of here. We also – you know, it is officially confirmed that they were an item. Yeah, I, so we were, we were right about thinking that Tim was, like – Jealous Sus that maybe that they were, she was cheating on him and hooking up with Cassian. Mm-hmm. And you know that's that's exactly what it was. And I love that she tells him it's like, what if this? What if that? If only this? If Tim had done this? You know, like it doesn't matter. What matters is that it happened. People blame you. You can't be here. She's upset. She said her whole life turned upside down. Yeah, I really hope that we see more of Ferrix because like Cassian does leave again I want to see Bix join the rebellion and I really think it's gonna be another like catalyst for Cassian because I think she's gonna be more on like a Saw Gerrera side I feel like still Ooh. so like I'm it's so good you know we're still yet to have seen Saw like, yeah. we have been confirmed that Saw is going to be in the show and Bail Organa. Mm-hmm. And we have not seen either of them. Well, Mon Mothma does say, so Mon Mothma finally hosts her dinner party. Yes. Amazing. 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 Yeah. But she decides to, like, bring somebody into her confidence. And she says there's only three people Tay. who know this secret. So obviously <laughs> Bail is one of them. Yes. Where was Bale? Why was he not at this dinner party? That is know. my question. So we think the people are Bale, um, Rail. <laughs> they, they Bale and Rail. 
Um, and well, Luth and Rail, but yes, Bale and Rail. Um, and the third person. I don't know who the third person is. Hmm. Unless it's already saw Ahsoka. Hmm. Well, when did she become Fulcrum? I feel like the rebellion was already like kind of a thing. Or was it just getting started? I don't try to get t- to figure out that Ahsoka timeline because I think it's a little backwards now. Well, and I, I also know. think that they're kind of rewriting a lot of it. But still going off of the EK book, which, you know, whatever. Um, but that's how we know that Ahsoka becomes Fulcrum. Bale does bring her in. Yes. So that could be it. Do I want it to be? I mean... Yeah, for the sake of it, but I also, for like for a second, I got really excited because I was thinking about like Clone Wars era. Yeah, <laughs> and then like I was like, oh right, it's it, but it wouldn't be that. So I I don't know, but Bale is definitely one of them. Luthen is definitely another one, for one hundred percent sure. I really want to mention that her dress, Marmotha, beautiful servant looks. She looks beautiful in every scene that she's in. Like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh. Genevieve Riley is, like, giving a performance of a lifetime. She's amazing. Mm-hmm. Every scene, she captivates the screen. Like, so Just good. the way she holds herself, even. Like, I'm obsessed. She's perfect. And can we talk about, like, so before this dinner party, she actually goes to Luthen, and she is so mad. Yes. Like, she he knows it was did him. this. Mm-hmm. Well, he did this behind her back. And she knows that he did this. And he is obviously really excited because it, it went well. And he thinks that it's time for the rebellion to stop hiding. And, like, she said this before. She has so much to lose. Yeah. She is right in the center of everything. And it's not even that, like, I don't even think it's that she's going to lose this family and this life and all of that. Like, She's gonna lose. She's going to die. She would be the first to die if yes. found out. Which we if know she, she doesn't. Lucky. At least, <laughs> yes, we do. But the anxiety, though, the anxiety is still there. <laughs> so she's big mad about that. So she has this dinner party and she talks about how she was gonna meet somebody because she's having trouble accessing her family fortune. Listen. The the need for a Mon Mothma YA novel. Young Mon Mothma. Young, rich girl Mon Mothma um, in an arranged marriage. I need it. I We need to talk about Tacoma, though. Like, I have been itching to talk about him. Yes. Um. So, Tacoma is this guest at this party. And, you know, she's talking to him. And we soon find out that they grew up together. They went to school together. On Chantrilla, and um, they just like have good chemistry. Like they just, it's, it's there. I would read fix about them. I would, um, oh man, like you said, like a YA novel about Mon being forced in this arranged marriage, and she has this friendship or maybe relationship with Tay. Alexa, play the one by Taylor Swift. <laughs> um, and, like, I wonder, and, and it makes me wonder, like, oh, my gosh. 
much. Like I'm like fully Alexa, convinced. play "Tis the Damn Season" yes. by Taylor Swift. Play I'm "Dorothea" like, by Taylor Swift. <laughs> yeah, I'm very um, convinced that Mon's husband has affairs. I'm oh, like, 100. percent Yeah, there's no way he doesn't. Um. Yeah, I just I ship them, Tay and Mon. Um. <laughs> But I love- we, we soon we soon find out that she actually wants something from Tay. Um, she tells him, like you said, that you know only three people know about this. You can't say anything because my husband, he's not safe. Don't talk to him about it. Blah blah. blah. Um, and she basically wants him to help her control some money through like a fake foundation, and I'm like. Ooh, Mon, that's some shady business. That well, is shady. Well, she talks shady. about, like, her public persona, you know, it's all a lie, but her persona is to be, like, this frivolous senator who is, you know, trying to do good but is mostly just irritating and having this silly, you know, philanthropy philanthropy organization that's not really doing anything is just irritating so people won't care and i'm like that's she's so good like it makes so much sense yeah it's gonna bite her in the ass oh of course it is get her i see it coming a mile away oh we are gonna we are going to see mon mothma the downfall from yes we are because somehow she's, you know, away from all of this because, you know, in Rogue One, there's no way she's still sitting on the Senate. Like, that's not happening. So. Mm-hmm. I, I so mean, it got, might not happen this season, but. Oh, but it's going to happen before the end. Yeah. Oh, before the end. We've got one more thing to talk about before we talk about the final bit of the episode. And that is Deirdre, who is yes. girl bossing her she's way. She's girl bossing herself too close to the sun. She is girl bossing too close to the sun. Um, <laughs> she wanted Ferrix. She wanted to figure out what's going on. She thinks it's the rebellion. She went she, behind people's backs. She went behind people's backs. She she had the facts. She had the receipts. She put her money where her mouth is. And what did she do? She got it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I wanted, another, I got another uh, officer, you know, questioned her as do men questioning women in places mm-hmm. of power. Mm-hmm. Um, Did you notice that she was the only woman in the room? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's so, and it's so obvious in all of those scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, and she stood her ground. I am proud of her. She did not falter. Was I expecting myself to be such a huge fan of our two Imperials? No. Am I? Yes. Deirdre and Cyril are just slaying. (laughs) They came to slay, okay? (laughs) So, like, she's... Man, she's going to end up on Ferrix. I think her and Bix's path are going to cross. Ooh, foils. Like I, I think like that's where they're going. Mm-hmm. Is that they they are their paths are going to cross. I don't know what that's gonna result in, but ever since she was introduced and like wanting fairer, because I've had this like thought that that was gonna happen, and now I'm like absolutely sure of it. That Bix and her are going like their stories are gonna intertwine. Okay, I want to see. I like it. that. I, I want to see it. 
um do i also kind of like ship it a little bit like absolutely i do (laughs) (laughs) we haven't seen them together on screen but we're shipping that is the hallmark of a great ship they've never interacted once (laughs) it's giving um it's giving uh rose and hux okay oh my gosh (laughs) i i mean they did interact once what? <laughs> but that's what it's giving. It's giving ginger flower and like I'm. That's a great it. ship. It's a great yeah, ship. Yeah, I'm on. Like, I'm listen, on board. If it actually happens, I will be convinced that one of the writers is a like a Hux and a Rose shipper. <laughs> like you will not be able to convince me otherwise. Well, it's, it's kind of like the Rings of Power writers. I'm like, you guys have read a lot of fan fiction. Oh yeah. Well, they have, people said that like people were shipping that specific ship since Lord of the Rings was like first coming out. Oh my gosh! Like Ooh, it, it's one of spicy. those like old ships. Okay, like, spicy, spicy. I know, right? So like people apparently like in the books, like it's a very big like point that they are you know into it. I'm into it. Yeah, exactly. Um, so finally, you want to talk about Space Florida? Space Florida! (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, it was kind of Space Florida, right? Yeah. It was, it was giving, it was giving, um, the Atlantic side of Florida, not the Gulf side of Florida. That's like the (laughs) bougie side. That's what it was giving. Do you think that retired people go there? 100%. You know how many times Han has talked about retiring somewhere warm? It was probably this place. Niam- Niamos. <laughs> Niamos. Is how you say it? I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, yeah, it kind of s- sounds like, like Naxos, like Greece. Um, but yeah, it, it, it feels like Florida. The shot opens up over the ocean with these seagulls, like, flying, and the beat is pumping. This music, I've never heard music like this in Star Wars. It was, like, a party. We were mm-hmm. having a party. When, like, I watched this, like, 7.30 a.m. I was having a party. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they were, like, we're partying. We're rocking. We're rolling right now. Um, so we open up and... You know, there's a woman naked in bed, and then we find out that Cassian's, like, in the refresher. Is that what it's called? Yeah, the refresher. <laughs> the, the shower. shower. The shower. Yeah. Um, well, the he's faking. Shower. He's not, like, really in the shower. He's, um, you know, uh, But he tinkering. is shirtless in a steamy bathroom. He is. And, you know, like, we don't get shirtless men very often in Star Wars. It's happened a handful of times with... You know, our Skywalker men. Um, yeah, like, I'm trying to think. Has it been anybody other than Ben Solo and Anakin Skywalker? Um, the only other times I can think are BACTA. BACTA-related times. I mean, but that wasn't for the girlies. This was for the girlies. <laughs> this was for the girlies. Um, well, we did get Han in the comics, and that was a really good moment in the comics. That's true. That is but very on true. on screen, yes. Like, on screen for the girlies, like, just the Skywalker men. On screen for the girlies, they were like, Cassian gets it. What can I say? I mean, not Luke. I, I didn't mean Luke by Skywalker men. I'm not kidding. All of the others except for Luke. 
<laughs> Even when he's in the Bakta tank, I'm pretty sure he's got a tank top on. Oh, does he? I'm pretty sure he does. We definitely you see and doesn't. Boba Fett, oh, right? Boba Fett, you're Boba right, you're Fett. right. We see Boba Fett. We do see Ewan, oh, but Ewan is, like, in the tub. Like, it's this not for was, the girlies. This was a steamy shower scene. <laughs> this had implications. Do there was Luna a woman a in the other body. room. Like, His I was trim like, yes. little waist? <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> like... They were also, were you also getting the implication? Because she's like asking him to go get stuff that she was like talking about the, doing drugs. The convenience. Oh, did you think it was drugs? I think it was drugs. Really? I, I think, did not. Um, but now <laughs> I'm thinking about it. Like, I, interesting. I think they were like doing some ecstasy. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh she my was, gosh. She was giving like, hungover yes, slash high. Yes, she was. I agree. I agree with that. I did not... I just, like... I assumed it was, like, breakfast food because they were waking up and being like, True. we don't have this. So, like, but now I'm I'm thinking that maybe it was just, drugs. Just the way, like, the names of the things. Like, obviously, like, it's oh, I, like, I don't green, know what they are. Well, when she was like, the I like greenies, the green one. The or greenies. something. That was, and like, was really like, giving. Well, I was like, oh, like, green cereal opposed to the blue cereal. <laughs> I love how I went so innocent with this interaction, and you were like, it's drugs. <laughs> like, this always happens, though. <laughs> I just, oh, my God. Like, I, I was just like, oh, my God, are they doing drugs? Like, what's happening right now? Like, it well, also I could be, so, like, I... I the whole thing, I was like, he's innocently going to the convenience store. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I So, like, I, I watched um, The Shining and Dr. Sleep back to back. Um, Dr. Sleep, uh, you know, Ewan McGregor. It's a great movie. It's a great movie. It's underrated. Uh, very underrated, especially watching it right after The Shining. Like, it is such a perfect sequel to The Shining. I highly mm-hmm. recommend. But anyway, um, when he is still, like, in his alcoholic era before he gets into <laughs> oh, his um, I'm cleaned up era, um, he wakes up, you know, with some girl, like, in bed. Like, it's different. Like, they had been doing, like, cocaine and, like, heroin, like, all that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. so maybe that's why I my brain went to it. Okay. <laughs> so. Okay. I mean, it makes sense because he just came into a lot of money. He would be able to afford drugs I, if he I wanted feel like them. They're, I feel like they're partying. They're having a party. Um, I also feel like we skipped over the fact that one of your points on here says space skulls. <laughs> Instead of seagulls, yeah. Instead of seagulls, that was amazing. 10 out of 10. Um, Yeah, so he's walking to the... First of all, I I don't know what he was doing. Actually, yes, I do. So he's, like, stashing his money, right? Because he doesn't want her to find it. He's coming to a lot of money. So, like, he's walking to the store. And you're right. Like, he is going to the convenience store. It is broad daylight. He's probably just getting a snack. People are, like, running around him. And he's, like... What the heck is happening? And I feel like if I was Cassian, I would also be nervous and looking around. So naturally, a police pulls him aside. Like, you're being sus. Why are you being sus? And arrests him. And the tone, the tone shift went from we're partying to, oh, my God. I love how, like, Cassian's, like, you know, like, in his head, he's just 
For once, I'm innocent. For once, I didn't do literally, anything. No, his, all over his face. He's like, literally, for once, it's not me. <laughs> like, it's literally um, not And me. then the, the K2 droids come out of nowhere. <sighs> I screamed. K2 droids just belong on beaches, right? Absolutely. Scarif, <laughs> Niamos, like, this is where they were meant to be. And they have deep voices. What oh do my you gosh. think? So, like, when I saw the droid, I was, like, immediately, like, oh, my God, it's K2SO. And then I heard the voice, and I was, like, is it K2 before, or is it just a different droid? So, like, I don't know. But part of me thinks that this could be RK2 because (laughs) he gets called over so that the officer can go chase down some other guys. And he tells him to hang on to this one. And the droid takes it literally, <laughs> grabs him by the throat, and just starts hanging him from the wall. And I'm like, K2SO, like, I feel like this is something that they would just constantly talk about. Like, Cassian would never let him forget, you know? (laughs) And this might not be K2SO. This could be some other droid. But if it is, what a meet-cute. Yeah. And, like, clearly, um, whatever, like, you know, resets K2 changes his voice. Yeah. Which, thank God, because that voice is very deep and weird. (laughs) It's very threatening for no... They gave him a really threatening voice, and I wonder if it's to make up for the fact that they have such skinny arms and legs. <laughs> They're not very threatening. They are very tall. Shannon, if you saw one, you would be threatened. They're okay, tall. True. That is true. Did you they see him just moving. pick up Endor like he weighed nothing? This they are scary. True. That is... 100% true, but they have chicken legs. But you know okay. what else has chicken legs? Baba Yaga's hut. So you got me there. <laughs> <laughs> so our boys go into prison for six years. For six what? Six years! For what? What is he going for? <laughs> for it's nothing. so funny. It's like, it's honestly funny that he's getting arrested over nothing. And the judge was even like, listen, man, I don't know what to tell you. This sentence used to be six months. Boom. Six years. <laughs> like, and she's like eating like pistachios. Yeah. Like not even. No. Like this happens all the time. And he's his whole life is just like he's so confused. before his eyes. Yeah. <laughs> like he's not even going to go back to that girl's house. No. She's going to be laying there waiting for him. <gasps> oh, my God. Can we also recognize the fact that his fake name right now is Keith? Yeah, well, Keith Car Carga or Carga Carga. It's like it's close to Grief Carga, which is what I noticed. That's true. I was just so put off by the fact that his name is K E E F <laughs> Keith. It's like Steve. It's like Keith, but stupid. <laughs> <laughs> In true Star Wars fashion. <laughs> Just like how they gave us Space Tim with two M's. <laughs> it's just so ridiculous. Um, so yeah, next episode, you think we're getting a prison break? Yeah. Or, or you think it'll be I episode mean, nine? A prison arc. Um, prison break arc. 
Oh my gosh, Cassian's prison era. Yeah, his prison era. It's his reputation era. Yeah. Yeah, he's in a, he is in his reputation era, honestly. Like, you're That's right. true. He yeah. is. He is. I, I feel like Cassian just is reputation because then you get into, like, Rogue One and Rebellion, and that's him, never, like, learning to love, which is still reputation. Before, he dies before he gets to his lover era. He was about to enter his lover era, and yeah, then... you're right. Yeah. And wow. And he dies. And then he dies. How depressing is that? I mean, like... How depressing. Dying in your rep era is pretty iconic, but... I mean, it is, but it's also sad because I feel like, you know... New Year's Day was, like, just finishing, and then he dies. Mm-hmm. He never got to go into I Forgot That You Existed. They they didn't get to uh, clean up the beach together. <laughs> they did. They the didn't get to pick up the bottles. <laughs> <laughs> the bottles that are full of completely innocent things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I um I agree. Like, I think we're either getting... A prison arc, so, like, he would break out in episode nine, or we're getting, like, a prison episode, and whoever breaks him out in episode eight, Mm -hmm. like, that would be the focus of episode nine. I believe that the rebellion is going to break him out, but I think it's going to be a different part of the rebellion. Like, Saw. Yeah. Interesting. Or something like that. I was just thinking about the other time we've seen prison in Star Wars, and it was in Mando. It was mm. Rick Fa- Famuyiwa's episode, which is a great episode in season one. It's really, really good. And that um, was a prison break. So that's like a high sa- – like, I will say, like, I'm enjoying this show more than Mando, but that's a high standard of, like, a prison break kind of episode to live up to because it was a really good episode. So, like, I my mind immediately went to um, Tempest Runner – because mm, most yeah. of that is um, Lorna D in, I think it's like a prison. And there's like a prison break and everything in that. So like I'm kind yeah. of envisioning that. Like who's he going to meet in prison? Is he going to get a tattoo? Or maybe is he gonna Saw's do in prison. Maybe Saw's in prison. Like I feel like he's going to meet... Someone important. Somebody who is, like, in the process of escaping, and he's going to escape with them. But another part of me is thinking it's going to parallel Rogue One and how they broke Jen out, right? Yeah. So a couple of different ways it could go, for sure. So overall, how we feeling? We're halfway through. I'm happy. We're over halfway it's through. It's been great. It's been really great. It's honestly such a highlight. Like, literally, bus club, another club, like, it's never missed. It is never missed. And, like, the way every moment breathes. Like, we talked about, like, the those there were scenes where there's somebody just walking around. But she's just, like, stomping the yard, catwalking her way through Coruscant. And I was here it's for it. It's an aesthetic. It. Like, the show is an aesthetic. And I'm loving it. Is. For it. it is a vibe. They know what they're doing. And I'm so... I love it so much. Like, honestly, good luck to anything else that they create. Because Andor is the standard. Yeah. Well, you know, like, Willow's coming out soon. And I'm really okay, looking but, like, forward to it. Willow... 
is different, right? Willow is going to be amazing. I mean, like, I'm feeling really good about Willow. Like, I will see, like, shots from set and be like, this is going to be my entire personality. And then I remember it's John Cassin. Mm-hmm. But I'm, like, still feeling good about it, but I'm nervous. I'm a little remember nervous. When he, remember when he was talking about it at Celebration? He kind of gave me the ick a little bit. But, <laughs> but... I am still very hopeful. Like, the cast is really good. Yeah. I'm hoping they have good writers on the team. Is it, like... Me too. I don't think it's just John Kazan writing. No, 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 um, no. I think, I think it's a team. So, I... Anything Lucasfilm ex- is normally, a like, a writer's room. Yeah. We gotta rewatch the first... We gotta rewatch the first one. The original. The, the OG. Mad Mardigan. It's so good. It's so good. I can't Guys, if you haven't listened so... to our Willow episode, please it, do so. It's a really good episode. <laughs> it's a good um, one. <laughs> we love Willow, and we didn't watch it until the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we watched it during the pandemic. It was amazing. I, I'm so I, wow. love I wasn't Willow expecting so to love it as much as I did. Like, I truly wasn't expecting. It's expect- such a bop. I, like, <laughs> it's so good. It's so fun. It just, like, that and the Ewoks, like, that was actually the Ewok some- movies? Yeah. yeah. I will never forget the Ewoks nipples in my life. I will never forget. It's burned into my brain. Like, I will be dying and I will be like, take this image out of my brain before I die. <laughs> All right. So is there anything else about these two episodes of Andor? No. All right. Well... That's going to do it for this issue of Andor Beat Magazine. Can't wait to see what other hot drama we get into in the next couple of episodes. I will say, so, coming out right after this episode, because this will come out on Tuesday, we get Wednesday, which is the next Andor, but also Tales of the Jedi. Yeah. Tales of the Jedi, all episodes are dropping at one time. Six episodes. Six episodes. Now, we've seen one. Yeah, we have seen one. We saw the first one. According to the Sky Talkers, they saw it early and they recommend watching it all at one time instead of watching it episode by episode. So I think that's how I'm going to do it because mm-hmm. since they're shorts, I feel like if you watch it all at once, it's probably like a movie, right? Yeah, like a short movie. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I'm going to watch Andor in the morning and then I'm going to binge Tales of the Jedi And we are going to do a special Tales of the Jedi episode. So when that comes out, I don't know. We're still looking at schedules, but it will have its own episode that we have decided. So that's going to do it for this one. If you want to keep the conversation going, you can find us pretty much always on Twitter at lip underscore lightsabers. I am at McCarter Shannon and Alex is at Alex Leonis. And we will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.